2: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Webcology for Thursday, October the 2nd. This is Jim Hedger from metamend.com, joined by Dave Davis from beatstalksbo.com. And we have got a wild show for you today. Uh, in a few minutes, we're going to be joined by the West Coast editor of barons.com, Eric Savitz. We're going to be talking about the bailout package, what that means to the tech community, what that means to you as search engine marketers, and what that means to
3: Main Street USA. But before we do that, Dave, how you doing, bro? I'm doing as good as I can do on a day that looks like this when I stare out my window. <laughs> oh man, I
2: know it's, it's it's now for anyone who's like not lucky enough to live in the Pacific Northwest, and if you did, you wouldn't feel very lucky today. It is an ugly ass day outside today. The sky is like gunmetal gray. The rain is coming down, and you can feel the winter chill. <laughs> well, it's not quite like that, but it's close. It's <laughs> close. I didn't get my last game of golf in yesterday, Dave, and I think winter's arrived. So, uh, looks like there ain't going to be much fun for another few months.
3: No, it's true indeed. But uh, and you know what? I mean, you, you know, you and I both live in Canada. I think you know it's only right. We've got our election coming up too. The debates are happening tonight. Uh, it just makes sense that it's going to look like this outside.
2: Well, hey, you know the, the American audience won't really care about this question, but I think other Canadians who are listening might might be interested. Which are you watching? Honest to goodness, which are you going to be watching? Are you going to be watching the Canadian leaders' debate, or are you going to be watching uh, the U.S. vice presidential debate?
3: Um, I'll, I'll be watching the uh, the Canadian. I I I'll be watching the Canadian one. I'll admit. Really?
2: <laughs> I mean, like, I, I seriously. Will
3: um, I I won't get into all the. All the- the politics, because I, I know the majority of our listeners are uh, are American, and so it really doesn't matter. But uh, you know, to them, but uh, but this election's just just, just kind of gotten stupid, and so I, I'm needing to needing to see what's going on, <laughs> to see what they do. And I'll be quite honest, one of my favorite uh, in Canadian political personalities is on, uh, uh, ironically, uh, because he's leading a party that's trying to separate Quebec, but he's probably one of my favorite <laughs> people to watch when it comes to the debate So,
2: oh, she'll just You know what? I'm really into the Bloc Quebecois, the separatist party in Quebec. I think that uh, not only should the Bloc Quebecois win, but the rest of us should separate with Quebec. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into Bloc BC. The rest Ontario. of us, you know, we separate with Quebec. Country. That settles the issue uh, altogether. Okay. Anyway, I, I, I got one more question about the elections, and, um, and I, I think this is something that the Americans will have to answer, because I don't get it myself, but why do uh, so many Americans think Peggy Hill is sexy? I mean, seriously She's <laughs> She looks just like Peggy Hill And if anyone who watches the cartoons Peggy Hill's an idiot <laughs> but I digress I'm sorry
3: We should probably I move on To stuff a little more internet related
2: Well, you can, you, can, you can see them on YouTube Anyone go to YouTube, type in Peggy Hill You get to see your vice presidential candidate um, That's internet related Speaking of YouTube They're putting commercials up, aren't they?
3: They certainly are, and I think that was a phenomenal segue. So that worked really well. Um, hey, thanks. Yeah, I guess they've they finally, and you know what, it makes sense. We've all been kind of waiting for it. Uh, they, it looks like they're finally going to actually try to monetize this thing called YouTube. Um, you know, there's there's some people who are who are complaining about it. But, you know, it, at the at the end of the day, you got to think it had to happen. It absolutely had to happen. You can't keep pumping out this uh, this free service. Um, you know, there was a reason that it was bought. Finally, they're monetizing it. Um, looks like they're going to be putting the commercials from, from what we're seeing right now uh, towards the end of the clip rather than at the beginning. So it's not going to be all that uh, all that intrusive. Um, me, anyways, I think it's uh, – I'm happy with the move. I think they're doing it in the right way. And uh, you know it's either that or you know YouTube has to has to just decline in value, right? Like, <laughs> because if it, it doesn't make sense to to just keep this thing running if it can't be monetized, so I think this is a lot like uh, like AdWords, where they're just sort of quietly putting these ads in. Um, they will be effective, they will be paid for, and and I think the you know at the end of the day, will the consumer benefit? Nah, I don't like commercials any more than the next person, but at the same point. Um, will we benefit from from having a you know a YouTube that's that's a you know a vibrant place to go that um, you know is, is consistently fast? If, if it's not being monetized, you know how much bandwidth are you going to dedicate to something that uh, that isn't isn't generating any revenue for you? Um, you know I know probably a lot of our listeners are affiliate marketers. You can answer the same question: How much effort do you put into the sites that don't generate revenue versus the ones that do? Um, you know, so,
2: I haven't you know, been paying enough attention to this. I've been I've been staring at the economy for the last week. Um, how is Google saying they're going to monetize their ad their ad program through uh, through YouTube?
3: From what I have read um, thus far, there isn't a lot of detail out exactly how it's being done. Now it coincidentally tied in um, with a what they're calling the hotspot feature, um, where they're allows uh, basically allowing users to pinpoint specific moments in their videos. Um. These don't appear to be utilized right now. One can kind of predict that maybe down the road, these right before these hot spot points uh, are, are going to be hitting. Uh, you know, you drop in a quick commercial. Uh, in this case, I can only imagine that they would be sort of a five seconds or less, like so short that it's not. You don't even really have. You know, it's not worth taking the time to to move that little slide bar over. Uh, well, that reminds, Yeah,
2: that's they're through. using the slide bar like they were doing in Google Video a couple years ago. Ah, eh? pardon me. Are well, they're using a slide bar like they were in Google Video. Yeah. I think it was two or three years ago they uh, introduced uh, commercials. through The Charlie, the Charlie Rose Show was the, was the experiment they used in Google Video. And that seemed to peter out. But they're using the same sort of technology and the same sort of look with uh, YouTube,
3: eh? Sort of, yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I've got a you know, again, I, I support everything that they're doing. But not to say, oh, dude, Google's great, but... Um, everything that they're doing here and even putting in these hot spots and injecting some ads, I mean you've got to look and go, okay, as a user, like i I use YouTube as much as the next guy, uh, maybe a little more than the next guy, but at the same time, I have to go, you know what you're running a company here, this thing isn't monetizing itself. If you're going to keep YouTube there, and if just putting these like really quick, and I you know they're going to be really quick ads, they don't want to make youtube, you know there are other choices they're they're not going to make my my experience on YouTube miserable. Um, you know, if you're going to drop these things in there, even if they're like little right-in-the-middle five-second clips or something like that, and you're putting, you know, right now they're just putting the ads at the end, um, and they're not even doing it on all of them. If you're going to do that, if that's what it takes to keep this thing up vibrant without freaking pop-ups and stuff that you get on a lot of uh, a lot of the other choices, um, you know, be my guest. It's your right to, to, to monetize this thing, and I think, you know, I trust Google at any rate. They're they self-serving. Fair enough. So are all corporations. Um, they're going to do it in a way, and, and they'll keep it in a way, and they've launched it in a way that it's not really intrusive to me in any negative way. Um, you know, certainly uh, more annoying is the fact that when I go to the movie theater and I drop 10 bucks, I now have to watch commercials before the movie begins. I find that more offensive than I do um, you know, them, them dropping in a little ad on something that essentially they're giving me for free. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, anybody who's out there going, this is a, a horrible thing, you know, at least you're not paying 10 bucks to watch a commercial. You're, you're getting a little commercial, and that's the payment there. That, that's your fee for uh, getting something for free.
2: That's what you get for using that four-letter F word, free.
3: That's, that's right, that's... and you get what you pay for. In this case, I think uh, I think it's still a, a valuable service. I don't think YouTube's going to suffer or, or uh, Google's going to suffer at all for this one. I think it's, it's a decent move. They provide a great service here. They have every right to monetize it.
2: Well, let's move on. Um, there's an event happening next Monday that that totally needs mention. Um, SMX, the Search Marketing Expo conference, is happening in New York from the sixth until the eighth. And, and today, I, I'm not sure if uh, there's still time to um, register online, but uh, there is still time to, you know, get get register at the door. If anyone finds themselves in the New York area next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday seriously check out the the javits center check out smx east and if you find yourself in new york city at smx east on monday night friends check out the social bar there um it's just off of times square because the search marketer charity party is happening starting at 8 p.m monday night smx east this is the party to be at um well, this and the one the next night, which is church bash, but we'll get to that in a second. I'm I'm, I'm more concerned with the charity party. This year's uh, uh, recipient is going to be the Ronald McDonald House Foundation. And uh, Dave, I mean, like you see some of the people in the in the community just stepping forward to do good things. It's, it's wonderful, eh?
3: It it definitely is. And uh, on a if I if I can just delve in and eat up about 15 seconds of time, I know uh, we build highly involved here. Uh, and I got to give a, uh, a big tip of the hat. Uh, on a more personal note, to, uh, to Jim Boykin over at Webeld. Um, we're running uh, this weekend. Uh, Mary and I, President of Beanstock, and I are going to be running for uh, breast cancer research with the Run for the Cure. Uh, Mr. Boykin stepped up. Uh, had other than Beanstock had uh, had the second largest um, donation uh, at 475. So uh, you know, a big uh, big tip of the hat to uh, to Mr. Boykin. Um, and I've got to tout this. If you go to beanstalkhypnick.com slash charity.
2: I don't know what to say about these guys, except they're obviously building something amazingly interesting over there. Uh, Patrick Sexton, uh, Raya Drysdale, uh, a couple new additions that they're going to be announcing in the near future, and um, they're helping sponsor Search Bash. As I understand it, I'm not positive on this, but as I understand it, We Build Pages was... One of the lead organizations saying, "Look, we gotta have a charity party at s m x and they made their donation made this happen um, ha- as Dave was saying, hats off to Jim Boykin, hats off to the entire crew at we, we build pages. You guys are doing some neat stuff uh you know what, and as Rega just pointed out in the chat room, we build pages isn't the only organization sponsoring the uh the party um sure hits sugar Ray ten e twenty search Engine journal, and search marketing." The new search marketing magazine, SEMJ, are also sponsors of the of the charity party. And to all of you, um, folks, you're wonderful. Lo- hugest love to you. Thanks for doing it. Let's move forward, Dave. You still, are- oh, did I mention Sure Hits? I should have. Um, Dave, you still there? I'm here. Okay. Uh, We've got to move really quickly. Uh, we have our guests coming on in a couple of minutes. I want to quickly mention that Microsoft seems to be moving into the clouds. They do.
3: They do. This is uh Really just a, just a matter of time i would I would say um, I don't know what your take is on uh, on the entire issue, but uh, to me, it just makes sense uh, that cloud computing would become something that they were uh, going to be pursuing a little more with a little more bigger uh, than they have been in the past
2: well you know what i I, I, I love the idea um I was really supportive of Microsoft, so they were going to move into search too. So um, <laughs> I, I, I desperately hope Microsoft does something. I mean, I love what Google's doing in the clouds. I love what Sun's doing in the clouds. Um, I'd like to see Microsoft get in there, not because I'm a huge Microsoft lover, even though I live in the Pacific Northwest, but because I am a huge com- competition lover. The more competition we have, the better services we get. If Microsoft moves into the clouds, they're, they're basically saving their company because, really, I mean, Google is, Google is like blocking off any revenue point that, that, that Microsoft has. So let's watch for this. But there's not, there's not a lot of information on it except Balmer saying, we're going to do this. Maybe he's got a five-year plan.
3: Well, it may well be true. And, I mean, one thing in support of them moving into this, um, you know, Google Docs, Google Spreadsheet, that was all well and good. Um, but these guys... They really know what we want. Uh, you know, I mean, they've been doing this for you know, much longer than Google has. So it can be sort of limited to that, since you know, going back to the '80s. Um, so I think when they do hit it, and it may take them five years to pull it all together and do it right. Um, but I mean, one of the great limitations with with Google's versions is it is a, a highly, highly stripped down version um, that doesn't have hardly any of the flexibility to, like, how often you use Google Spreadsheets instead of Excel? Right? I mean, uh, you don't. Um, so, I mean, I know I have one just because I need to share a spreadsheet with somebody on the other side of, uh, of the world, and that, that just makes more sense. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I think when Microsoft gets involved in this game, they're going to be showing us uh, a lot closer to what we're actually trying trying to do and, and with the features that we actually need to use. Um, in in uh, in the applications, so uh, I'm looking. All forward I can to say is I do hope English. so. I know that
2: I know that Danny Sullivan was at Microsoft like several months ago, saying this is what you need to do. I know Cindy Crum was down there saying to them this is what you need to do. I was down there saying to them this is what you need to do. Dozens of people have been down there saying to them this is what you got to do. Um, let's hope they actually do something. But you know what we got to do, Dave? We got go to go. We don't have a choice. It's quarter after the hour. We're coming up with our guest. Um, um, but we can't do that until we go to break we've got to pay some bills here on Webmaster Radio. So this is Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstockseo.com. You listen to Webcology at Webmaster Radio.fm. Stick around, folks. We've got some great radio coming up after these moments, after these
3: messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break.
2: you're still responsible for digital marketing programs right right so your team is responsible for email marketing web analytics ppc campaign optimization and scheduling your point why are you so relaxed my team deals with five different solutions tech support teams and just
1: as many invoices and it's making us mental what is it aromatherapy acupuncture why are you so relaxed you just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all.
2: Oh, I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already.
3: To see how Lyris can simplify your life, visit Lyris.com. Or call 1-888-GO-LIRIS. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with LIRIS today.
1: Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no?
3: Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more? Huh?
1: I see you working with
3: AccuQuote. AccuQuote?
1: Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage.
3: Go on.
1: AccuQuote will create custom creatives for you to optimize your eCPM, and they will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For
0: life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com.
1: Next. With our lean and mean team, how can we manage our publishing needs and still have time to save the planet? No worries, 99. DMX is the premier ad exchange network.
2: They publish ads that circle the globe every day. It's a mission possible. But you know our inventory needs maximum exposure. Would you believe DMX had 10 billion impressions just last month? Their real-time auction-based service gets us the top dollar for our ad space, while their superior service saves us the time we need to save the world. <laughs>
1: Oh, sorry about that, Chief. But we need creative control and our own third-party networks and who will help manage our relationships.
2: DMX has MediaGuard. We can select our own advertising banning profile so direct media
3: exchange networks know which ad
2: types we don't like. And we look great. And did I mention DMX is free? Looks like working
1: undercover is a thing of the past.
3: Get smart. Get DMX. Making every impression count. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're the host,
0: Jim Hedger and Dave Devens.
2: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from metamen.com and Dave Davies from beanstalkseo.com. And we're joined by Eric Savitz, not Eric Sanchez. you got to love live radio, Eric. Uh, I'm <laughs> I was wondering if Eric Sanchez welcome to the Sanchez. show.
0: Thanks. How
2: uh, just a bit of background for people out there listening. Um, Eric joined Barrons as a feature writer in New York in 1988. After four years at Dow Jones Newswires, um, in '95 he moved to California as magazine's first reporter in Silicon Valley, creating the plugged-in column. Eric left Barrons in 1998 to become executive editor of the Industry Standard. He rejoined Barrons in Palo Alto in late 2001. He also writes a monthly tech file column for Smart Money magazine. And again, Eric Savitz. West Coast editor of Barron's. Welcome to WebCology. Thanks. My pleasure. Um, well, you've been covering the business end of tech for well several years now, as your, as your bio oh, for, for you long covering time. it yeah. for over a decade. Two decades. Eric, how's life in the Valley these days?
0: Well, you know, it's um, uh, it's it's not as happy a place as it is uh, as it has been uh, sometimes in the past. I mean, I think. Uh, uh, clearly uh, the uh, the tech economy is feeling the effects of uh, of what we're seeing in the uh, in the financial sector and and uh, the broader slowdown that we're seeing in in the economy and it's a fa- it's happening uh, we're seeing trouble both on the consumer side of things and on the enterprise side so um, it's a uh, it's a difficult uh, it's a difficult moment uh, for the valley right now i would say well we we, we, we-
2: Sort of. We learned in the, in the tech economy before. There was a the dot-com crash of 2000 when all the money dried up. Why is it different this time?
0: Well, um, it's a different dynamic. I wouldn't say it's necessarily worse. Um, uh, it's probably not quite as severe uh, as what we saw last time. So last time, uh, you, if you think about the, the the what happened when the Internet bubble burst, um, tech kind of led the way down. Um, the, the biggest excesses uh, in the market were clearly in the tech sector with the NASDAQ uh, trading up at the 5,000 level and, uh, unbelievable valuations for internet stocks and uh, tech stocks more generally, um, and we kind of pulled the uh, the rest of the market down with us. Um, in this case, it's not uh, it's not tech that where the problems have originated. It's really started in the financial sector with the subprime mortgage problem and the downturn in um, in housing prices, and and we're kind of following uh, the rest of the uh, the economy down. Uh, but you know, ultimately, uh, you know, the tech has become a big part of uh, of the overall economy um... it, it doesn't uh, live on its own uh... you know a huge percentage of uh... uh... uh you know it, it's very dependent on um, on the growth of both uh... the consumer economy and the uh, and the uh, the corporate uh, and corporate spending and and in both cases uh, both on the consumer side and the enterprise side, um, you know, we're seeing slowing demand. Um, there's just no way around it, and you see, you've seen the evidence mount in recent weeks. You know, you've had one company after another, uh, uh, ranging from uh, Dell to Nokia to uh, you know, telecom telecommunications equipment companies to um, uh, you know, chip makers, uh, companies at all ends of the spectrum are uh, beginning to. Uh, Reduce expectations you 've also seen on wall street you 've seen analysts one after another begin to ratchet down earnings estimates and expectations um, both for um, uh, for the rest of this year and then into two thousand and nine um, and there are other aspects of this that are uh, that are difficult for the uh, for the, for the valley um, uh, One problem right now for example is it 's extremely difficult to go public. Uh, I believe there was one venture-backed IPO in the third quarter, uh, rack space actually. Um, uh, that's unbelievable. Uh, I think there have been seven venture-backed IPOs. I think it's, not, it's that, I think that's the right number uh, for the year to date. Um, that's you know a tiny fraction of what we've seen in previous years. So it's very difficult to raise capital in the public markets for 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 the tech industry, um, and that uh, that puts a squeeze on um, many. Companies that had been counting on raising capital um, uh, as an exit, exit strategy for their uh, for their investors, and meanwhile, the venture capital community also has become more cautious about uh, about what they're doing as well. So, um, not uh, not the happiest time in the industry, I would say, uh, uh, for tech in general. Now, there.